0: should just start target hunting year-round
1: yeah go to new zealand in september you ready yeah all right three two one welcome to the speak the language podcast today is monday february the 7th uh happy to have you all here listening and carrying on i know we've got probably more listeners than we do than any other time of year because for whatever reason folks including you and myself we enjoy these spring turkey conversations
0: yeah i've been I've been thinking about it pretty and pretty hot and heavy the last few days especially when i saw what you had edited up the other day
1: oh yeah that's yeah. exciting yeah. let's let's uh talk about this before we get into all this exciting stuff first things first really appreciate y'all listening i, I know that sounds cliche i know every podcast you listen to they probably say something like that but look we started this podcast on a wing and a prayer. We're four years in now, and it's so appreciated you all support. Um, and so I continue to ask if you listen to us on Spotify. Spotify just made it available for you to go on and give a rating. That used to not be possible. Um, so if you listen to us on the Spotify platform, it seriously takes two seconds. You just go to the Speak the Language podcast page. Um, you can search Primo's Hunting. You can search Speak the, Speak the Language. will pop up. Give us a rating. I don't care if you give us one star or five stars. I
0: did notice the other day when I was searching our page on there, if you put in Primo's hunting, you can actually, like, it pulls up a sound file, like some calls.
1: For like those uh, predator e-callers. Yeah. Yeah. There'll yeah. be two, it's usually two channels that pop up. One of them's the podcast and one of them's like uh, e-caller sounds for folks coyote hunting you and stuff.
0: can do the can on it.
1: Can you really? Yeah. I had not even looked at them that much. <laughs> huh, that's funny. <laughs> We'll give that a rating too, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, our, our two biggest platforms for this show are Apple Podcast and Spotify Podcast. Spotify being the most new to open up ratings; uh, those are much appreciated. But if you're listening to us on Apple Podcast and you haven't given us a rating yet or written us a review, those are so appreciated. It helped grow. It helps grow the show. Uh, helps more people find us. So take a minute to thirty seconds, maybe, of your time and just give us a little bit of help. And it would be much, much appreciated. Uh, next conversation topic on the docket. We're coming up quicker than you realize on February the 23rd.
0: Yeah, it's like two and a half weeks, mm-hmm.
1: something like that. February the 23rd, live at Rick's in Starkville, Mississippi. Yep.
0: Do you uh do you know what we're doing? I know I know we're doing a like a live podcast, but it's, uh, we're going to do some Q and A and yeah, do some uh, kind of hang out with everybody, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean. It's it's I mean it's just going to be a good time talking about turkeys essentially. Like yeah. we plan on with that date. I mean it, it's it's basically the Wednesday after the NWTF in Nashville. Right. So you will be full preseason turkey hype. Oh, like yeah. you can't get any more peaked than you can than late February. Like everybody's going to be thinking about yelping to a turkey.
0: I, would, it, uh, I did what I said I wasn't going to do. What you did? I went and bought a new turkey gun. <sighs> Again
1: it's not surprising
0: (laughs) i couldn't help it (laughs) couldn't help it did you buy one from jimmy's store yes he sent me a picture of one other day and i could not help it he's like look i got six of them in our sold three what are you gonna do Mm. so
1: yeah it's not see like jordan and i you and i could not be more opposite on on the certain like if i find something i like i stick with that thing And I don't change it until something goes wrong. You, on the other hand, you can't sit still.
0: I'm always tinkering on something.
1: So, like, I wasn't even planning on talking about this today, but Jordan gets a new turkey gun last year. Like, Mm -hmm. brand new. It wasn't pre-owned. It wasn't any of this stuff. It wasn't. It's just a turkey gun. Had a red dot on it. (laughs) That's, like, the only aftermarket thing is you put a red dot on it. And then I think it was when we were with Dave in the hunt that we're going to talk about here in a little bit that you mentioned to him that you decided you were going to give yourself like like you were going to give that gun a trigger job yourself
0: i was, I was doing gunsmithing
1: yeah and they did not recommend that i re, i mean yeah don't here. yeah here's a just to put this out there before we go any further don't recommend at all doing what jordan did unless you know what you're doing <laughs> so
0: i learned now
1: <laughs> jordan's telling dave that he's like man yeah i can do this trigger job thing you just i watched it on the video on youtube or something you just file the thing down it makes the trigger lighter and blah 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 blah. and dave said you better be careful you can file it down so much that it'll be too light and the recoil will make it go off twice and jordan's <laughs> like yeah 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 well you know i've been i've been you know i'm being careful being careful and before we hunted we were in alabama Jordan's, like, showing his gun to Kurt. He's showing it to Bob. He's like, man, feel this trigger. This trigger's so light. It's a hair. It's a hair. It's awesome. It's awesome. Well, fast forward to, we won't, you know, detail that hunt too much um, because that one's probably going to end up on YouTube as well. But the turkey comes in, and, like, Jordan and Kurt both had shotguns. But the plan A was for Jordan to shoot um, because that was going to be your first Alabama turkey. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the turkey's, like, at 30 yards. He has the green light from me. And uh, I hear Jordan – I think you did, like, the – you know, just your classic yelp to get him. Yeah. And I hear two shots in, like, rapid succession. Pow-pow! And I think – like, my first initial thought is that Kurt didn't realize that Jordan had a shot and he was getting anxious and they both shot, you know? Mm. Turns out, like, the video is hilarious. Jordan did exactly what Dave said he was going to do. Like, you <laughs> do do. And, Bow! <laughs> both come out of that one gun.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I hope you didn't sell that to somebody like that. No, I
0: still got it. I, put, I put a new trigger. I bought a new trigger and put it in it, so it's good to
1: go now. <laughs> it was good to go when no you got it. No harm, no foul. We it was figured good it out. to go when you got it. It was you a little stiff. It.
0: it was a little stiff for me. I had to, had to lighten it up. But the new one's not nearly as stiff as the original one was, so we're good to go. Hmm yep but uh yeah we got the guns all fixed up and back to rick's we're just gonna be hanging out up there and so uh, yeah sharing what's about to come upon us we've
1: got like uh, because hunter and austin from spring legion are going to be taking part with us that Mm -hmm. as well and i've kicked around you know some again because this is our first live podcast so to speak so you don't want to get up there and start talking and be like, so y'all think turkey hunting's cool? You know, I mean, you want to have some good conversation. So I've been kicking around some things. I've got one for sure topic I know I want to talk about, but I want to make sure to get everything lined out. But I I think I'm very confident that we'll we'll have a good time. Um, The other cool thing is that we talked about, along with the Q&A and and all that good stuff, we're going to be doing some giveaways. Um, And so before... I came over here today to do this podcast. I was finalizing the um, designs for we're gonna do some custom meal shop slate calls and box calls. Oh, cool. That we're gonna give away. Um, you'll probably heard us talk about the custom meal shop um on here. You can I mean we've got more than turkey calls on there, but we're gonna do some custom like Hell State uh pot calls and box calls that we're gonna be giving away at the end of that thing. And also found out as of yesterday, this is huge. Like this is the coolest thing the largest of shout outs and biggest of thank yous to second amendment outdoors in corinth mississippi um their sporting goods store right there in good old corinth mm-hmm. and uh they are donating a 410 turkey gun with a red dot ready to go No
0: snap Don- is that something I, mean, I can win
1: no you cannot win it
0: i need a new gun
1: you need to yeah just don't give it a trigger job um but you know i mean like uh, with the rise and of popularity in tungsten yeah four tens have become like a lot of people buying up those things you filmed brad shoot a turkey with a four ten last year i was just about to
0: say that i saw i mean brad shot a. I was probably 30 yards you know like just like the distance we like them with any gun and he stone cold that turkey so i was like okay with this thing as long as you use it responsibly you can do good with it
1: yeah and I got a I got a picture of the gun yesterday, and le- our our mutual friend uh, Jerry Etheridge. Hope he doesn't get mad at me saying his name. Uh, he sends me a picture of this this four ten. Yeah. And I'm just knowing Jer. I'm like, oh, this is. I was like, I, I texted him back. I was like, is that your turkey getter for this spring? I just thought he'd bought him a gun. He's like, no, man. Second Amendment Outdoors donated this for your live podcast in Starkville. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Huh. So, um, what kind s- is it? that's uh, a stevens oh nice yeah it's a stevens and i can't tell what kind of red dot it's got on it but i mean it's it's gonna be ready to go like you ain't gonna have to do anything to it you're you're not gonna have to whoever wins this gun whatever whoever whatever lucky person wins this gun is not gonna have to be like man now all i have to do is get a choke and do this and do this all right. you're gonna have to do is put a shell in it
0: and, put, and fill out the paperwork to get it transfer. yeah
1: yeah 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 obviously we're gonna have to do all that but i was very fired up when, cool. I, when huh? I found we that i appreciate
0: out. that uh-huh. for sure for sure
1: no no doubt um most exciting thing that's going on right now is we're also releasing new turkey content yeah uh, when's
0: that supposed to come out
1: well outdoor channel shows are airing right now so mm-hmm. you can find those youtube stuff as promised um i thought like you know me like me actually putting any forethought into something is a stretch right and so and I, I was like man i'm gonna le- release that episode we did with uh old dave from penhody project i'm gonna release it on monday sometime and then i got a wild hair and i just scheduled it, it dropped last night at midnight oh cool so it's out there <laughs> it's up there right now so yeah. go
0: see some fresh youtube turkey getting And
1: yeah. This podcast is brought to you by OnX Hunt, the app that has completely changed the game and helps you increase your success rates every time you go out in the field. It's something that we legitimately use every single day. Doesn't matter if we're talking elk hunting, deer hunting, duck hunting, upland hunting, bass fishing, it does not matter. We don't go a day without using OnX Hunt. Public and private land boundaries, the new crop filters, the new 3D mapping system, there is not a time where Onyx cannot help you, and they update it all the time, which helps you increase your success rates. So go and check out the Onyx Hunt app today. Use the promo code PRIMOS20 to get 20% off your Onyx Hunt membership.
0: Y'all really y'all really made me sad that day. I was happy, but I was really sad. <laughs> I was laid up in the bed, felt like I was going to die.
1: So, yeah, well, so that whole hunt, man... Like, we met Dave. So, I mean, anyone listening to this podcast, I know I don't want to, like, you know, blow smoke at Dave. But probably any turkey hunter, if they're listening to a podcast, they know who Dave is. Don't swell his head up. You know what I'm saying? But just the whole story of how that wound together. Like, we met Dave because we were recording a podcast. I think we were at the end of it. Yeah. And Dave comes walking in the room. And Jordan said, you're that award winning crow caller.
0: Is that what I said? Something I knew like it was that. some kind of other bird than a turkey.
1: Something like that.
0: was trying to knock his ego down a little bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh yeah. So then we end up turkey hunting with him in Wisconsin that spring.
0: That wasn't even scheduled.
1: No, that was the opposite of scheduled. We just happened to be up there at the same time.
0: In the same spot.
1: Yeah. And uh and then we we hadn't really that was we did Wisconsin in 2019. 2020, we, we didn't hunt together at all, just kind of stayed in content, contact contact yeah. with one another. Um, and then last spring, we kind of made it work where he was going to come down and hunt the first of the season. And, uh, yeah, that hunt's a story all its own. Like, I never – I I, was, I had already – the way things were going with the weather, like, I was trying to stay positive. But I was like, you know, I probably need to start just – working through the thought process of like how i'm going to take it if we don't kill a turkey because it's starting to look like that's a very likely outcome
0: it rained every day yeah for like a week
1: rained every day hunting on national forest except for one afternoon we went to a spot you had Mm -hmm. uh it just wasn't adding up i remember sitting there on opening day, you me and Dave, we got in there real early and we're just like sitting down on the ground next to a tree, just, you know, waiting for daylight to kinda happen. And the air was so thick with fog and humidity and you could smell the rain that would had been around and more coming and it just wasn't ideal. That was the strangest thing about that though, which you'll see if you watch this video, is Jordan pulled off a stunt that morning. I I started thinking about it, especially when I was editing all that together. I don't think I've ever seen that happen. I'm talking about you, you seeing the turkey in the oh, woods. Oh, yeah. Um, it's
0: because I'm sneaky.
1: Sure. Well, there's three of us. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so, you hear any time, if you watch like a... like a.
0: Hey, y'all have to watch the show to see this, but, like, yeah, we. the reason... I think it happens because I've been hunting in the woods so long. Kind of yeah. knew where the turkeys like to be,
1: like to hang out. I mean, that obviously was a factor. But I mean, if you watch any kind of like turkey educational media these days, if you listen to a podcast, if you watch a how-to, if you read an article, one of the things you will set you will hear is they're going to say, "Be careful how you move around in the woods because turkeys have this incredible eyesight and they can hear so well, and you're just not going to sneak up on one." And it's like i mean you can again you can see in the show early season in mississippi spring has not sprung yet those woods are so open and so we're already like trying our best to move through these woods with caution but i mean it's just one of those things the chances of being in the timber with a turkey and being within eyesight the chances of a hunter seeing him before he sees you it's just it's just not likely
0: no it doesn't happen very often
1: and uh I don't even really remember what happened. I think I was looking at a track in that. Yeah,
0: I was 15 yards or so in front of y'all, and just I'd, every 10, 15 yards, pull up binoculars and glass. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you can see 300 yards through those woods there. Yeah. And, like, where the turkeys actually were, I killed a turkey, like, within 30 yards of where they were, like, three years ago. hmm And uh, just glassing up through there because they've always... If there's a turkey in those woods, they're usually in that vicinity for whatever reason. Yeah. I just got lucky, and I, I, I pulled my binoculars up and glassed, and uh, I was like, somebody down there hunting, got them a strutter out.
1: Which is, and, that's uh, probably what anyone would have thought had they saw it. That's it, like the most likely it, thing. Then it
0: moved. I was like, okay, that's turkey. Hit the deck, boys. Yeah. <laughs> and we were in a fire lane, so it was enough cut with a bulldozer where you creep down and enough roll where they couldn't see you.
1: Dude, I was like, so, my nose was in the dirt. Yeah. Because I was like, there's no way. And I just kept waiting when I, I couldn't really hear what was going on because I was far back and I was looking. But I was any second I expected you to turn around and be like, we bumped them. Yeah. You know, because that's just how that goes. But that is not how it went that morning. They kind of skirted past us, thought we might have they're a chance actually, at Actually, Yeah, they
0: actually, like started working our way once we got down in our on our bellies i mean it was not a good setup at all if we if we would have had a little bit more time and cover to get set up by tree i think we could kill one of them yeah this is one of them situations you don't want to yelp at them because they're like they start as soon as they start paying attention to that direction they're gonna see you. yeah they're
1: gonna be like uh what's that laying in the middle of the break yeah
0: (laughs) yeah yeah
1: but we had that action like right after first light on opening day, and then it was not a. And those for- turkey,
0: we didn't even know the turkeys were there. They, we saw some tracks, but they never gobbled or anything, Mm-mm. or gave us any clues. They Mm-mm. were, they were right there. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So that just tells you, you know, even if you ain't hearing a turkey gobble, especially on them crappy mornings, be careful because they're there. If you, you know, if you've done your homework and feel like there's turkeys in the area, they're they're around there somewhere.
1: Well, I mean, again and I know we keep referencing the video but it, all these things we're talking about you'll see if you watch it like right before you saw those turkeys we looked in that little fire break and there was a healthy amount of tracks yeah and you're like well they're here somewhere they're yeah. not they're not ghosts and i you know? can't
0: i went in there you know a couple of days before season opened and there was tracks all in there so that's, yeah that was a good sign
1: you know they're there yeah somewhere not exactly where but somewhere in there yeah and then i mean we hit a a wall a metaphorical wall for the next day and the day after that mm-hmm. like two solid days of giving it everything we had you know just every the only time we didn't we didn't hunt is when it was raining like profusely raining like, that
0: what do they call that deluge
1: deluge a flood oh uh, they? Something, something, something i don't know that word like that sounds right yeah. but yeah we i mean it rained and then uh the afternoon of day two we took a break from the national forest and uh jordan has a spot that will remain unnamed uh that he had permission on and it took a little bit of driving
0: you're talking about my lease Okay. Oh, I, I, yeah. I I paid to hunt there, baby.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, did, I didn't I did know how generic you wanted me to be with it. Oh,
0: I ain't got it no more. It sucked.
1: Okay. Well, you can <laughs> say exactly where it was. Well, that was the thing, too. It's like we get there, and Jordan's like, I heard a turkey here one time three years ago it looked
0: good it got all the all the all the tools and stuff you look for to have turkeys but it show did not hold them yeah and it's just one of them deals i mean it's big beautiful timber got thickets for nesting cover i mean got pastures around the outside of it i mean it's got everything you look for for turkey properties in a good area
1: except for a turkey
0: this didn't hold turkeys you just didn't have a turkey it's wild man I, I that's why i kept it i kept it for like three years me and my buddy kevin and uh we kept expecting, you know, spring after spring to go up there. Get and, on one. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, never did happen. So adios,
1: lease. Yeah. Whoever got it now probably gonna be hearing six of them opening probably. day. Probably. Right. <laughs> so,
0: Well, yeah, that's just one of them things. You don't, don't quite understand why it didn't have turkeys, but it sure didn't.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, that was an absolute bust that afternoon. And then drive back and, uh, jordan was staying at his house dave and i were staying in our buddy carter's rv Mm -hmm.
0: Uh,
1: and wake up like the plan is again like we're all of us are trying to maintain optimism trying to maintain a positive attitude we're like man you know it's season got to go we're happy it's turkey season but we're we're looking at the forecast the next day it looks pretty identical as the prior two days we're just like eh, we'll see you know we're there we'll be there to try it and I got a phone call from you somewhere between four AM and four thirty, I think.
0: Yeah, it was it was early. Yeah. I had been up since like midnight. We we're just puking and it wasn't a good situation. I yeah. felt bad. I thought I had food poison or something, which I think I you did. You probably did. Yeah, so.
1: And I remember like Dave was like, Jordan, seriously crawfishing on the third day of turkey season and i was like dave all joking aside i've been turkey hunting with jordan for a long time now if he ain't making the third morning something bad wrong yeah bad bad wrong and he said fair enough and so me and dave strike out go back to the national forest and uh the whole like the whole morning played out like the prior two days had like we didn't even hear a gobble on the limb like we got that opening morning we heard one very distant limb gobble he got shot yeah we heard that too <laughs> It wouldn't have been and when we say that and uh, we were talking earlier about we didn't hear a gobble i mean it was not the turkeys jordan saw i mean like it sounded like he was three country miles away it was like a like about, well there's one somewhere
0: and about thirty to minutes later boom, boom.
1: yeah but uh yeah we didn't hear anything and we actually started out just sitting down, setting up close to where we saw those turkeys open in the morning, just because, mm-hmm. like, when they're not gobbling. We know, have some MRI, most recent information, saying that they like to be right here. Let's just sit down here for a little while. And uh, obviously nothing happened, literally nothing. The most exciting thing that happened is the sun peeked out from behind a cloud for about 35 seconds. <laughs> and <laughs> There's hope. Yeah, we're like, look at it, look at it, look at it. And uh, Dave did what many other turkey hunters do in that little blip of sunlight he yelped because he was like maybe the sun will hit their feathers and they'll feel rejuvenated and want to gobble we didn't hear anything and uh we pulled up a weather app and it said that come about i can't remember exactly but i want to say somewhere between like 10 a.m and noon like here comes the flood Mm -hmm. and so we were like well the best thing we can do is just take our time ease around through here and at least try because none of us, I mean, like, we were running out of time, you know, legitimately. We didn't have, like, just unlimited time to hunt that place. We had other trips to go on. And so we're being, you know, pushing the the issue a little bit. And uh got up and decided to just move and do a little bit of precautious prospecting. And walked, I don't know how far, pretty good ways in there. Stopped and called several spots, nothing, 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 and, um the sun popped out a little bit more. We kind of, Dave and I started kind of riffing off each other, like pu- trying to pump each other up, keep it positive, you know. And it sounded, you know, it was like one of those things we crossed a little, um, little ditch, got back into fire break. And I can't remember exactly what Dave said, but he said something along the lines of, We're going to find one, you know, like, like, I feel, I feel good, like, we're we, we yeah. going to make it happen. Yeah, we just got to well, keep trying. And, uh, he called, he did like a little yelping sequence and didn't hear anything. Then he clucked a few times and yelped a little bit more. And I heard a gobble, like right, the you know, he didn't like, it wasn't like a yap yap yap. ow. He, he gobbled like right at the end of the yelp. Cut him off. Yeah, it was like a yap yap yap. And so much so that Dave didn't really hear it that well. So Dave spins around and looks at me and he's like, was that a hen? I'm like, nah, uh-uh, bro, that was a gobble. And he's like, I thought it was a hen. I'm like, it, and we, we agreed on the direction. And he yelps again, and this time it's uh, like a. And Dave's like, (gasps) (laughs) That's what they sound like. That's a turkey. Find a spot to sit down. (laughs) Well, the thing is, man, again, we're in these open woods. We've been waiting for this moment since the season opened, and the turkey's not, but like. 150 yards-ish away. Right. So it's not like a, let's take our time and uh, figure out where to sit down. It's like, get down somewhere, yeah. you know. Because he's at that distance, at that time of year, that turkey could crane his neck in the right spot and see you, you know. Yeah. yeah. So we hit the dirt and yelp again and the turkey gobbles again and Dave crawls up more, I crawl up more. I think we eased up like two more times. Um, ended up getting on the point of some trees and I saw the turkey probably like a second before dave did Mm -hmm. and get on him and the turkey starts david stopped calling and uh the turkey's just kind of angling our direction thankfully and uh, you'll see it in the video there was two more turkeys that showed up never gobbled not uncommon for this time of year i'm assuming they just heard all that commotion and just showed up Mm -hmm. and uh turkey was probably i don't know 35 40 yards and dave shoots he asked me if i was on him i said yes i wasn't uh i mean i was kind of on him but <laughs> <laughs> you can't play those games in that national forest no. man you know that yeah, i know uh and anyhow dave shoots and the other turkeys kind of like I mean, they were like 70 yards they kind of stood there and surveyed the situation for a little bit and dave like fighting and purred and but they were like nah and they went on and then me and dave commenced celebrating but uh I remember Facetiming you. That didn't make the video, but when you like when you answered the call, like you popped up on Facetime, I was like, "Oh man, you look like death." Oh, I was hurting. Dude, you was pale. Like your your whole body looked like a white sheet of paper. Yeah,
0: I was hurting. I was in bad shape.
1: Yeah, but it was a fun hunt. I
0: recuperated. I think I went the next day.
1: Oh yeah, and you was like, you you were, yeah, you were you were hell bent the next day. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like we're don't missed out on that gum turkey getting shot. We finna find one to shoot him today. No, it didn't happen.
1: No, we tried though. Yesterday the day after was probably the worst weather we had. It was so windy. Yeah. Like so so windy. But yeah, I think the and we talk about it, the thing that made that hunt work or why it is like Dave started throwing his sound and we had a pretty good timber transition right there where it got a little bit more thicker. Right. But oh man, it was a fun hunt. It was fun it was kinda of one of those deals, um, like we decided, you know, we got so busy with more trips, I didn't have time to edit and put it on YouTube. Then, like, we'll just sit on this and use it next February, pre-turkey mm-hmm. season. It's kind of one of those deals. It's really fun to relive again because yeah. there's like little details in there that you re-remember. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh that hunt is it's a fun one. Um, it's kind of funny to watch <laughs> All the three of us trying to keep each other motivated, but it, it's worth a worth a glance, and it's on YouTube right now on the Primos YouTube channel um i'll post a link after this podcast goes live so anyway yeah it's a fun hunt i didn't really mean to go into that much of detail on it but but yeah it's fun to relive it so i mean i know you're aware of this but i saw it up at the office this morning uh one of the most exciting things when i was like and when i was in high school there was like all this allure built up around a Primo's heartbreaker box call. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. I still was it c- the same thing over? Where you know when you were growing up?
0: No, we did. We did the uh, uh, two ninety nine special rack. <laughs> Whatever was on sales, what we all uh, got over in Scott County. I mean,
1: I didn't say we got. I didn't have one. I couldn't afford one. Like I was broke. To I be
0: mean, honest with you, I did not i mean everybody i guess it listens podcast probably heard it last week like i didn't grow up turkey hunting yeah and wasn't around that culture yeah so i didn't know what calls were like i didn't uh, know anything about them yeah i just like yeah hey, let's take a turkey call let's go get it and see if it'll do it
1: our deal like uh if i was hunting with a buddy in high school and he pulled a heartbreaker out of his vest or whatever he had it was like a, you got a heartbreaker yeah you got a heartbreaker you know what i understand that now yeah
0: Like, because now I realize how of an important call it is or how good of a call it is. It just
1: had, at least where I was, it had such a name built up around it, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And it was, you know. But I say that to say um, they decided, they decided, the, the idea came out last spring. And they kind of kicked it around, and then it was like they hadn't made some of those in a while, so they had to make sure they still run like they wanted to. I mean, you don't want to come out with something and say it's a heartbreaker and it's not. You yeah, it's not. <laughs> the
0: like, way, like, the thing about the way we build calls is, like, they're all milled and everything in Mississippi, and it all, like, revolves around a certain type of wood, like yeah. what call makes what which noise. And, like, a lot of the calls, they may be – bunch of them made out of the same tree pretty much yeah and every single one of them has a unique sound yeah that's the thing a lot of people don't understand i think about wood like box calls friction calls is like the density of the wood the grain of it all that i don't know a whole lot about but Mm -hmm. it makes a huge difference in the sound of the call
1: well okay to your point um so anthony foster uh, if you followed Primo's for like a long time, you've, if you don't recognize Anthony's name, I promise you've seen him. Like yeah. you've seen him in a <clears throat> box call commercial or uh, when a video of CNC shot pops up, he's like the head honcho down there. And he's been – I'll put it this way. So the fact that we're coming out again with heartbreaker box calls, the same guy that's making those box calls now, Anthony is the same guy that made them back when they were like, oh, my gosh, it's a heartbreaker. Yeah. Same guy.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so he knows what he's doing. But um, a few years ago, I don't remember what yeah, video
0: I mean, Anthony and Will developed the Heartbreaker. Yeah. Like they are the one came up with it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It uh so there was a video it might have been when the Polk Boys hunts came out, but I remember there was a specific clip that showed uh like a video of Keith a while back and Keith probably the reason I had the the thought about heartbreaker that I did is Keith always ran a little heartbreaker. Right. The single sided. That's the one I like the best. That's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. The little one's my favorite. And Anthony wanted like, saw that video of that old heart. Cause one, like Keith's got one of like the original ones. Like that thing's got some miles on it. Right. You know, it's had some Yelps cast through it in it's time. And Anthony heard Keith's box call. It was like two notes. It wasn't a long clip. And Anthony was like, I know what tree that box call came from. Mm-hmm. Like go, just to go into what you're saying, like what we, obviously Anthony understands that better than anybody because it's what he does is building those things. But all that to say, um, it's worth saying on here because the Primo's page, your page, my page, gets starts getting filled up with call questions. Right. Starting now this time of year, and it'll do that through the end of April. And so, if you want something to get fired up about uh, Primo's select line of calls,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: along. We've been talking about the Heartbreaker, but the other one they're coming out with is the Jackpot Slate, which is one of your favorites. Yep. Yeah.
0: Well, Jack, I use a glass.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, and then also uh, the Freak. The Freak is like, it's, the Freak is almost, the Freak Slate calls is almost reaching back as far as Heartbreaker is. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, is is it the Slate top or Frictionite?
1: I think, I know they're doing Frictionite. When not, you
0: say Slate, you mean the actual like Pot Call, don't Yeah, you? yeah,
1: yeah. I call Yeah uh that's i think they're i know they're doing frictionite i'm not sure if they're doing slate or not gotcha but i know they're coming out with the with the freak and Don't if be y'all
0: confusing people like when you say slate they think it's slate
1: i i call a slate call like people call soft drinks cokes you yeah know? so if right. i say a slate i'm referring to all of them i'll say oh it's a slate with a glass top and some people are like huh
0: it's slate and glass yeah it's a combo <laughs> it's a combination oh uh, the freak pot call that's uh that's one he strapped to your leg it's pretty neat right yeah i
1: remember like that's an old one man yeah like i had a freak when i was in high school and Which i'm is, old
0: uh, it's pretty very user i mean it serves a really good purpose because if you think about it when you're sitting there with a gun on your knee yeah and you got that call strapped to your thigh you have to move one hand to run it instead of two oh
1: dude like i'm telling like that the whole the freak pot call pot call that you strapped to your leg it's not like a gimmicky thing like yeah. it works. Yeah. Like I've had that thing strapped to my right leg and you can have your gun and run. I mean, just like you said, I mean, it's awesome. I loved that call. I lost it in the woods. I still don't know where it is. wish I did. <laughs> it's somewhere in a stretch. It's it that my original freak, uh, with crystal pot call is somewhere in a hardwood drainage in Rankin County that I lost in 2011 or 2010 It's mm. somewhere in there. I <laughs> wish I still had it. It was a good call. Um, The other one exciting about that is the mouth yelpers, if I do say so myself. Yeah. Mucho excited about those. Because that's like like the most in-depth that we personally, you, myself, Troy, Wilbur, Brad, all got to like, I wish I knew more about building mouth calls than I did, but I don't. Mm -hmm. I have to like sit with somebody on our team that knows what's going on as they're building it and they kind of hear it and tweak and do this that and the other but these got tweaked on a lot and then i remember like the the one that is my favorite out of the mouth call line the final run of them i i was using on our last trip of the year in michigan right and i was like oh yeah this one's right yep so those are exciting much sure. exciting so be on the lookout for those uh primo select calls they're not for sale yet, If you you can go look at them on the website, but it just says coming soon. You can't right, purchase right. them yet. I'm sure we'll make a big announcement, so to speak, when they actually go on sale. You know what I mean? A uh, couple more topics to cover today before we get out of here. And this one doesn't have to be any well thought out thing. But you always uh, – I got to thinking the other day because of some questions that was getting sent into the page. Uh, there is a laundry list of things um, – that you could, I describe the topic as things that a turkey hunter, or at least someone that claims to be a turkey hunter, there's a list of things that a turkey hunter can be doing right now. Yep. That can often, they can find themselves put off doing, and then they find themselves a week before season, two days before season, three days into season, and they're going, oh, crap. And here's, I just sent you that topic to think about. Here's where I was going with it, is, i talked to a guy the other day he was already uh getting him some turkey ammo and shooting his shotgun to make yeah. sure everything was set stuff like that does that yeah, make sense that's
0: the first thing one of the first things that came to my mind is like something you forget to do and then like the day before season you're like oh lord i ain't done that mm-hmm. especially now with a lot of people shooting red dots uh-huh you know that's something you need to need to consider doing because it is well worth the money you spend in my opinion shooting two or three of those high dollar turkey shot yeah you know and uh something that can make or break your hunt i mean it all boils down to making a shot whether you can you call the turkey up whatever it may be i mean if your gun's off it just all that goes down to caputs dude and uh that's something that we've done too, you know it's uh, growing up, I never patterned a shotgun. I didn't even know that was a thing, you know, and uh, yeah, about ten years ago, I started doing it, and you 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 gain a lot of confidence, I think far as like knowing your range knowing what your gun's doing knowing you know what Mm -hmm. loads it likes the best i mean you owe it to a turkey to do that in my opinion
1: you owe it to a turkey you owe it to yourself
0: that i mean both i mean when you miss a turkey i mean it's a major impact to a man's ego
1: coming from somebody that's missed their fair share of yeah yeah yes it hurts hurts a lot
0: it's, it's major de- detrimental to a man's self-confidence it's someone
1: mean, that's like you were talking about just how much of a mental game turkey hunting is you don't want your mental game getting getting rained on by having misses
0: oh man it can be a direct you, hit it, you'll get into a rut where you I mean you fix what was wrong even if, and if it was you know equipment error or whatever it may be but you still have to pull yourself out of it mentally. Like you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta find a buddy or somebody that's got a strong winch to hook onto your brains and pull <laughs> them up out of that rut. <laughs> Get yourself together, Sean. Yeah. You can I, do it.
1: I just man, like I think now about there was a I, there was a I shot a turkey, um, and like I, it was a, one I shot anyhow. When the turkey was coming in, like I ended up killing the turkey but i remember having the and it was before i mean this is like i was probably in college somewhere but sometime in there but and i don't know why i thought about them but i remember the turkey kind of acted like it was going to hang up at like 40 ish yards Mm -hmm. which now you know what i mean but i remember thinking i don't know if i can shoot that far yeah i mean even even
0: then you were like it's good game if your gun's ready yeah you know
1: no it wasn't that it was me genuinely like like I had never, I, I'd never shot that gun at paper. I had never, I mean, at, I at all. I don't right. mean, I don't mean like that particular shell I was in choke combo I was using at the time. I mean, a gun had never been shot at a target. And just thinking about that now makes me, that makes me anxious just thinking about it. Yeah. Because it, it's it, you, you. I think you overall hunt better if you know what your limitations are. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Know? Absolutely. It's just like, I mean, like talking about me, like get new guns all the time. I mean, like, I've had a couple of them that uh, are 12 gauges and they don't shoot that great. Mm-hmm. You know, and you just find that, find the ones that all put the recipe together and they shoot good. And that's, yeah. you know, that's, you got good confidence in that gun.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like the one I got midway through the season um, and that I got from Caleb. Yeah been i don't plan on moving off of that for a while right you know it's again but that's my that's my style if i find something that works i don't leave it
0: yep and you know you think about going buy a 12 gauge shooting three and a half inch magnums out of it you're like it don't matter uh 40 yards this sucker's gonna be done Mm. You're shooting dynamite sticks at him well out of the box i've seen guns shoot three three foot high you know so
1: the thing is it's like you're rolling the dice whether you realize or not and i would say more often than not you would be right Mm -hmm. but the margin's not great like it's not like nine out of ten times yeah it'll be fine it's less than that i'd say probably i've
0: been very very surprised like guns that i've seen people shooting for a long time they kill turkeys with them every year and they shoot them at paper like oh lord i don't Mm -hmm. know how i've been how i've been killing turkeys with them Mm -hmm. like I can think of one right now like uh, I had a Benelli Super Black Eagle once upon a time and uh that gun out of the box. Like I same thing as you. I'd never shot it at paper, it was just like it's twelve gauge, shoot three and a half out of it. I, Put the beat on it's yeah. head and roll. Yeah. I missed a bunch of turkeys with that gun. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was me. I shot it on paper and it was like shooting well over eighteen inches high. And now without without using a red dot, you know, you gotta aim at a turkey's beard to kill him. Yeah. You know
1: i uh i had a 12 gauge like an old trustee that i'd been shooting for years and uh this was like i think you i think we talked about this before like you remember the first time you heard about tungsten the first time i heard about it people were hand loading it
0: oh yeah yeah you know, for, some, uh, that was the only way you could get it you yeah. know, over five years ago
1: and a buddy of mine um was talking about how awesome it was and i was like man what i'm shooting has been working you know whatever and he's like well just take some you know And he gave me two shells, two hand-loaded shells. Mm -hmm. His intention was for me to shoot one at paper so I know what it was doing. And then the other one, I could hunt with it if I wanted to. In my mind, I said, sweet, I got two, you know? (laughs) And so I ran out of what I had been shooting and had been successful with. And so I just go hunting and put that super TSS shell, this brand new unheard of stuff in my gun and, uh, I missed a turkey at thirty yards in a wide open, which I know what you're about to say. I've seen you do that before. However, uh I went and shot the other shell at paper and it was like it like you said it was way high mm-hmm. like I, I had no chance of touching that turkey unless i've aimed way i probably aimed below his body to hit him in the head wow. or like below his yeah. beard yeah. i mean i was like oh crap no wonder i missed. yeah unless
0: that's just part of checking your equipment but yeah. other stuff you can be doing this time of year you know is uh, a lot of people are uh, trapping nest predators right now It's mm-hmm. a big movement going on that i love seeing the whole I mean, save
1: the pulse movement
0: yeah it's definitely uh definitely something that needs to be looked at and done i don't think you could hurt anything by doing that by any means
1: no it's more i mean obviously there's like a scale of how effective it is but like you said you absolutely aren't hurting anything if you're out trapping i fully support that movement 100 percent. another thing you can do uh, personally it's not like we do a whole bunch of it but i mean trail cameras are not the worst idea in the world if you got like a camp or something yeah um, absolutely
0: not put them up on food plots and that kind of thing yeah. roads you know you can kind of get an inventory of what kind of what kind of gobblers or numbers wise you got on your place and there's yeah. a lot of stuff you can be doing you know going out there scouting trying to find some scratching and that kind of thing i mean it'll some of it's going to change between now and march or april whenever your season opens and but uh you know the majority of turkeys will be in that vicinity you know well, they, they kind of go from a a winter pattern to a spring pattern all about the same time mississippi season opens so uh one week they're there next week they're not sometimes mm-hmm. but uh you definitely get out there and see where your latest sign is i know we got a place uh part of kudzu that that place has zero turkeys on it during the deer season mm-hmm. and we were kind of like i don't know if this place is gonna pan out or not because it's beautiful turkey woods. you're like yep. man this place ought to be covered up in turkeys but yep. we went all deer season last year and didn't see a turkey same way but this year ain't seen a turkey there since yeah. like early fall
1: but this year we weren't too concerned
0: and yeah. uh showed up there last year you know first week of april when you hear here three four so yeah. they move around it's a funny bit. how they do that but mm-hmm. yeah
1: it, it um other thing that you can do and, and this is like if you if you found yourself in a situation this don't matter if you're hunting a camp national forest or your grandma's back 40 if you if you found yourself in a situation where you heard a turkey and you were like you'd never hunted those particular woods before you're like i've never heard a turkey right there before and you didn't get all the way in there one thing i like to do personally like this time of year if i get the time to i'll go to where i heard that turkey and i'll just go walk around and see what's going on in there yeah. try to figure out you know right. try to put my eyes on it my boots on it figure out all right what's going on why was a turkey here where could i have sat up better if i find a turkey in here again what's my best play because right. a lot of times your best chances of that you, you increase your chances if you know what's going on mm-hmm. you know uh,
0: a lot of it deals with terrain issues, you know. Even if it's a different turkey you're dealing with in that area, a lot of times they use the same approach. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, there's another thing that uh,
0: you know, private, private landholders, leasers, whatever you want to call it. Anybody's got access to private, you know, burning. Yeah. Right now is a huge huge thing to be doing early season uh late winter burns i guess is what they call them Mm -hmm. before spring green up Mm -hmm. and uh it really really is a huge attractant to turkeys and uh promotes better nesting habitat after that green up you know so it's a burning burning your woods is never a bad thing if you've got the right people doing it and you know what you're doing
1: yeah we actually did uh one of our more popular podcasts last spring we did uh, with a fellow by the name of dr marcus lashley mm-hmm. and uh dr marcus lashley is a absolute expert in the terms of prescribed fire right uh he has a pretty cool instagram account he's um, called dr disturbance cause he Focuses on disturbance ecology. Mm-hmm. If any of y'all are listeners out there, like nerding out on that kind of stuff, like Jordan and I both do, uh, hit that Instagram account and the um, University of Florida Deer Lab, I think, has a lot of interesting stuff as far as that habitat stuff. But uh, one thing that I learned about recently um, is there is an organization called the Longleaf Alliance, mm-hmm. and they are actually putting on like in person, live prescribed fire, like a clinic. Right. Like a, you go there and they, it's a hands on, like you learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. Because I imagine, I mean, I, I know because some of them have reached out to us. They're like, I've got private land. I feel I've heard these things about prescribed burns, but I don't know what in the world to do. I'm sure in there, they're like, I'm sure I don't need to just go out there and throw a match down. No, you know?
0: and you know, in Mississippi, you, you actually need to call and get a burn permit yep. for the day you burn. Is, yep. That's a lot of something a lot of people don't think about. You know, it's got to be the right weather conditions and I don't know enough about that to justify talking about it, but I do know you know you want the right conditions and you need a permit and somebody that's done it before. That's more. I think you have to have a license to. Yeah. Somebody on the premises while you're burning has to have a burn yeah. license in Mississippi. In
1: Mississippi, you do. I'm yeah. not sure about other states. Right. And I know so like they're actually doing one today. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, February 7th to 11th. Um. But they're doing – look up the Longleaf Alliance. They're doing some in Aiken County, South Carolina, uh, Williamsburg County, South Carolina, Bullock County, Alabama, and Berrien. I think I'm saying that right. Berrien County, Georgia. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And look like you need to apply to take it beforehand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's worth looking into. So Mm -hmm. you just look up the Longleaf Alliance. Uh, I'm trying to find – if there's anything like that going on within here in the state
0: i do know like the mississippi forestry commission does something like that or they'll actually come help you do something i'm not exactly sure what all they do but there is resources here i know in mississippi that 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 teach you how to burn and all that
1: mm, yeah so uh the basic thing is like um uh, there's been a and un, I mean, like you can't deny the recent interest in that kind of information.
0: Which I love, because yeah. on a broad spectrum, the more people that get interested in creating better habitat for wild turkeys, the better chance we have of making this a sustainable resource. And over the last 10 years, I fully believe it's the sustainable part has been going down.
1: Yeah, which we're hoping to... We
0: need to reverse that
1: well we need to reverse it the, the other thing is is like i'm hoping to I, I can't give away too much detail simply because i don't know who all will be able to get but i'm hoping to focus on that a little bit more um yeah or l- find some folks on to bring on here that can shed some more light on it different um perspectives obviously we've had um dr chamberlain on here on this show twice two or three times mm-hmm. uh both of the both of those podcasts the information is valid to this day y'all can go look those up if you need to there i don't know if there's a guy that knows more <laughs> about a wild turkey than that guy um but but yeah we're hoping to to talk about that subject more with folks that understand on a deeper level more than jordan or myself do but uh yeah it was like um i mean Dave has been on a big kick about that lately, and he, which, bless him for doing so, he posted a deal. It's like the, you know, I mean, you can see all these efforts, like, burning stuff and habitat work that takes place on public land, which, awesome. But it's like Mississippi, 10% of Mississippi's public land. Yeah. It's like 90-something percent is private. So, mm-hmm. the this increase in wanting to do this, you see from private landowners that's incredible that's what you want that's 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 what you're gonna have to see to move the needle that
0: you have to get private landowners all working or the majority of them working in unison to create better habitat Mm -hmm. and that's what's gonna move the needle in my opinion
1: yeah so um i'll open the door for this like because we just started the the leaf alliance thing i saw uh courtney um dave's girlfriend courtney actually shared it with me um and i was like oh that's cool so if there is something like that going on with Mississippi that any of y'all know of, like reach out to us, let us know, mm-hmm. be interested to know, uh, at least promote it on here as much as we can. Right. Um, <laughs> I think that's going to be about it for um, this week's episode. Quick little oh, you
0: shout got out. Uh, Brody Swisher is putting on turkey Thank, Camp
1: for youth. Yeah. Thanks for bringing uh, that up. I think
0: it was – I mean, look. Uh,
1: yeah. Brody's a good dude. Uh, let's see
0: i put it on my facebook the other day i mean look at dates and stuff on it yeah
1: he's doing it in mississippi like right before youth season opens so yeah so
0: brody is putting on the hunting roots turkey camp it's at uh camp tanglewood in my hometown of lake mississippi like I, that tanglewood it, it it means a lot to me them doing it because tanglewood was actually the deer camp that i grew up hunting on mm. Like on that, like the same property this camp is on, like where I cut my teeth, deer hunting, turkey hunting.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, anyway, they're putting on this turkey camp. Uh, It is March 4th through the 6th. It is for boys aged 10 to 15 years old. Mm -hmm. And um, you can get more information about this if you call 731-336-0329, or you can visit the website uh www.huntingroots.com um i wish they had this when i was a kid
1: dude if they'd had that when i was a kid you couldn't i'd be registered so fast i texted
0: bro brody the other night i was like what can we do to help because this is something i want to help with and we found out we weren't going to south florida this year so we're gonna be there yeah able to do something yeah
1: um that'll be really cool i'm glad you remember to bring that up yeah also if y'all don't know i mean like brody's a solid dude
0: and yeah. brody, brody and knows
1: turkey hunting
0: it's gonna be just i mean it's a christian based camp so yeah you get a little bit more than just turkey hunting knowledge when they leave that there's great mentorship and people like you definitely want your kids to be around for as mentors yeah yeah
1: some hundred percent that'll be a really cool event um so yeah check all that out any of this stuff too look like, uh, I mean, I don't think we perceive that way, but don't think, like, Jordan or myself are, are unreachable by anything. Like, anything that we mention on here, if you have questions about it, just shoot us a message on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Not going to say that we always get back to you within five minutes, but we'll figure something out so um,
0: yeah but check out the hunting roots <clears throat> turkey camp for if you got a young boy in mind that would benefit from that
1: yeah so that's, that's what we'll leave you with this week check out the hunting roots camp uh in lake mississippi hunting roots brody swisher's putting that on march 4th through the 6th um live podcast at rickson starkville february the 23rd nwtf convention in nashville tennessee please come see us at the primos booth We will be there for the entire show next thursday through saturday sneaking up on us, man. Um, and yeah check out the new the new content coming out on the primos youtube channel we just released the first of that but there's gonna be more to come so keep your eyes open and we're gonna sign off thank you all for sticking around for another turkey episode i'm glad y'all are enjoying it because these are definitely my favorite episodes of the year i think i can speak for jordan myself when we say that Um, so yeah, we'll be, we'll catch y'all back here next Monday. As always, truly thank you for listening to the Speak the Language podcast.